Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Extra Point Podcast. It's Tuesday, March 29th. My name is Todd, one of the pastors at First Family Church in Ankeny. Really glad you've joined us. And today on the Extra Point Podcast, what I'd like to do is actually take an opportunity to provide some further insight anecdotally, uh, maybe an observation that leans into a practical understanding of spiritual gifts. So I'm going to kind of take a diversion today. We usually uh, lean into the text we preached last Sunday, but um, I had an interesting conversation with one of our high school seniors, oh, just a few weeks ago, and and the Lord really used that in my life to highlight exactly and precisely how spiritual gifts work. It was kind of a window into things we've taught and believed here for several years, and so I just um, wanted to take a moment and kind of rehearse that with you and provide for you as well, like a window into uh, how spiritual gifts actually work. You'll notice the title for this week's podcast is, Are Spiritual Gifts Really That Simple and That Spontaneous? And so this um, this edition is just going to be anecdotal. It will kind of bring uh, for you an illustration of, of some things we've taught in the past. So it's going to be consistent with the point of the Extra Point podcast, but it won't be relating to last Sunday. Instead, it will be kind of a uh, an opportunity to kind of see several truths that we've taught over the years uh, played out in a real-life situation. And so to make sure that you understand some of the truths that we have seen from God's Word for several years, um, more than 10, I'm sure, is is that regarding spiritual gifts, they are given sovereignly by the Holy Spirit, often in the moment, um, to meet needs. And that we don't necessarily think spiritual gifts are always on demand. We can't just say we have something like in a suitcase, carry it around and unpack it when we want to. Though God does gift people at times with um, repeated gifts. I don't doubt that at all. But the Scriptures seem to say there is a a real sense in which the Holy Spirit just gifts us in the moment with the gift for the need of that moment so that uh, the church is edified, strengthened, and comforted. And that's especially true in the uh, arena of, let's say, the gifts of prophecy, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge. These kinds of gifts are often in-the-moment gifts uh, empowered by God's Spirit for the good of God's people and the ultimate glory of God. And so we have continuously encouraged our people here um, one of the ways to really see spiritual gifts amplified and uh, visualized, we'll say, is just to meet needs. Be committed to meeting needs and watch God meet you in the moment of being willing to meet needs. With uh, He'll gift you with whatever gift is needed in that moment uh, to be able to meet needs for the good of the body and the glory of His name. And so we've just kind of continually said that throughout the years um, as one of the ways. There are other ways, of course, but that's one of the ways to see God bring to the surface and to spontaneously gift you with whatever gift is needed in that moment. Well, here's a window into how that occurred just recently in our church involving some high schoolers and myself in a conversation we were having at different times. So here's how it kind of rolled out. Um, we, I was leaving the night of worship and ran into one of our high school seniors. We were talking, and I was due to speak at his high school chapel the following Wednesday. And so I asked him um, 
in that moment we were talking, I just sensed that I should ask him, hey, you know, you're, you're there at the school. You'll actually lead worship for us in the chapel that day before I preach. Uh, in one word, I said to him, in one word, tell me, uh, what's a target I should aim at? What's a need in your school? Uh, paint for me in one word a picture of the bullseye that I should aim for. And he kind of thought for a minute, looked, he kind of grinned. <clears throat> he asked a few questions, but then he was silent for a moment. And then he gave me this word. He said, here's a word I would give you, Todd, complacency. And then as he kind of expanded that a little bit, I, I kind of said, hey, this is good. I just wanted one word. I wanted to hear what your heart said. I wanted to hear what you thought as a leader in that school. And so I just kind of tucked that word away. And at that very moment that he said complacency, God put the scripture, Revelation 3, in my mind. And thinking specifically of the church at Laodicea, how they were neither hot or cold, but they were lukewarm. And so I, I didn't tell him that at the moment. I just kind of tucked it away and said, that's a good word for me. He's saying complacency. The Lord's bringing to mind Revelation 3. And so I did decide in that moment, I said, I'm going to speak from Revelation 3. About 20 minutes later, I'm talking to his family. He's got three sisters and another brother, and two of those three sisters also go to the school where he goes. I think one's in junior high and one's uh, in high school, I think. So I'm talking to all of them. Mom and dad are there. And uh, I say to the two sisters who are also in junior high and high school, I say, hey, um, I'll be speaking at your chapel. I'll see you this Wednesday. And we kind of uh, said, oh, great. We kind of chuckled a little bit about that. And, and then I said to them, hey, can you just give me one word that might help me uh, prepare and aim? And I, hadn't, I didn't tell them I had talked to their brother, but I thought I want to get their input here as well. And so I just said to them, hey, give me one word that, that you think I could shoot for, a, a target to aim for before I show up to speak. And so they, they too, are a little hesitant, but uh, I just encourage them, no, just give me what's on your heart. What do you think would be a proper word for me to kind of use as I prepare? And so they both looked at each other, and then it was kind of quiet in the circle. Then the first one said, well, the word that I'm thinking of would be double-sided. And she said, just, you know, less double-sidedness. And so I didn't interject anything. I didn't give any hints or clues. I just said, okay, thank you. And then the next girl, her sister, said, yeah, like, we should either be hot or cold, but not in the middle. And that's exactly how that conversation went down. And so I thanked them both. We said goodbye. And when I left there, I was reminded of how the Holy Spirit works in spontaneous moments to help us meet needs and to edify the body and to glorify the Lord. And within that 20 to 30 minute window, there were two conversations and just in all boldness and frankness, conversations that I believe the Holy Spirit uh, intervened in, showed up in and directed so that uh, I would know exactly the heart of the Lord for that moment coming up in their chapel. And so the student body could be most edified and the Lord most glorified. And I do believe in that moment there were some spiritual gifts given. I believe it could have been perhaps a word of wisdom, maybe a word of knowledge to help me. It could have been some type of uh, prophecy I know there are various definitions on that, and so my point here is not to debate that necessarily. I personally believe uh, they can be words of affirmation, um, words of encouragement, even a word from the Lord that you would not have known otherwise. is not on par with Scripture, but it is just uh, additional insight 
that the Holy Spirit gives into something that perhaps you could not have known otherwise. And in that moment, they gave insight that was unified, that matched, uh, that was cohesive together without either of them knowing what the other was saying. And it really leaned in with me to help me prepare so that the student body would be most uh, benefited and edified and comforted. And to be frank with you, we know that scriptures say this, that when the gift of prophecy is used uh, in the body of Christ, then the people are left comforted, edified, strengthened. Those are the words used in Scripture. And to be frank, when I left that night from the night of worship, after those two conversations, those words described what was in my heart, because I saw God working in different situations without the other people knowing, and yet bringing unity and clarity uh, to a situation And I felt comforted. I felt strengthened, edified, emboldened to go speak to the chapel student body uh, with uh, an extreme amount of confidence. This is what the Lord would have you here this morning. And so I think that's a window into how spontaneous spiritual gifts can be and how simple spiritual gifts can be. If we just take the time to listen to the Holy Spirit and either speak or do, what he is telling us to speak or do in that moment. Often that's the very place God will intervene and then gift us in ways that we couldn't naturally produce, but he does supernaturally. Now let me just reinforce that with what Peter said about spiritual gifts, and this is quite interesting. Peter said that uh, he, he, he almost uh, divided the spiritual gifts into two categories, and it says 1 Peter 4 around verse 7. He said, uh, if you serve... And if you speak, those are the two kind of categories he used. And he said regarding those who speak, you are to speak as if it were the oracles of God. And so there is a speaking element often to spiritual gifts, and sometimes it happens spontaneously in the moment, and it's not difficult in one sense. It's simply sharing what's in your heart from the Holy Spirit and knowing that God can use that, He will use that, and often you're not even sure or aware of how He's using it. Just as in those conversations I had, uh, I just requested their help. The Holy Spirit intervened, gave it supernaturally through them. It strengthened me. And I do believe in those two conversations, in that 30-minute window right there in our church after the night of worship, God gifted two to three of our high schoolers with a spiritual gift that strengthened, comforted, and edified me. And then in turn, um, in using perhaps a spiritual gift That Wednesday at their chapel, God used it to edify and strengthen other believers. And so I hope this illustration, this window into how spiritual gifts works, I hope it's helped you not to keep them on a a faraway distant plane, and that you have to take some kind of inventory and figure it out like God's playing some kind of mysterious multiple choice hide-and-seek with you. And so if you can figure out what you have, then you can go use it when you want to. No, often it's just simply the courage and the willingness to meet needs. And in that moment, God often simply and spontaneously will gift us, even in some ways um, without our even awareness until after the fact. And in those moments is God putting his power on display so that he gets the glory and his people are benefited and edified. Well, thanks for joining me today for this Extra Point podcast. Really glad you tuned in. A little different than normal, but it does reach back and lean on previous teaching. And I hope that this has served as a window 
and as a viewfinder, so to speak, into the benefit and practicality and even simplicity and spontaneity of the good spiritual gifts given by God and sovereignly distributed by the Holy Spirit.